brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Oh boy, we have a special treat for the listeners of the Twisted Ten today. Yeah, this is going to be cool. So Josh and I are in studio uh, doing an ad hoc recording. Uh, Today is Halloween, uh, so happy Halloween for those of you that are out there. Yeah, happy Halloween, guys. Um, We are releasing a bonus episode today. This is not a structured Twisted Ten. This is nothing uh, nothing like a normal show. This is literally one of the many episodes of the Twisted Ten After Show, which is our Patreon $5 tier and that's going to come free to the listeners of the Twisted Ten. It'll be available in your feed as well. If you wanted to go to uh, to listen to it on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Twisted Ten. Uh, it's free as free for anyone there as well. But, uh, but yeah, we wanted to give you guys a sample of what we do in the after show. Um, what did we talk about, Josh? Because this is the first one. This was a few weeks back. So what did we talk about? I say this. So this was the first episode, and we 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 kind of jumped all over the place. And I, I guess that's very indicative of every episode of the after show. Um, <laughs> yes, that's as true. you mentioned, we we don't we don't structure. It's not a rail. It's, it's not a list. We're not counting down or anything. Uh, definitely no notes, um, <laughs> as you'll hear. Uh, but on this one, so we we opened up. Tack wanted to talk about. The evolution paradox, um, as, yes. as as we say often on the show, we're super super nerdy, uh, <laughs> and this this collection of topics in this uh, let's see thirty eight minutes or so, yeah, this thirty eight minute episode for this after show. So we have the evolution paradox that Tack brought, which then we used to jump into the number one unethical experiment. I brought that one. Um, which it's seeded, wildly which seeded another Twisted Ten, by the way. It did, yeah. That, that prompted a whole episode um, that it prompted Ron. last week's episode yep. that just came out, uh, Ron's episode. 
then from there, I, I don't remember exactly how. We started talking about a story that you and Tack had about a beach narc. Yeah, it's I accidentally you'll hear it in the <laughs> you'll hear it in the show. But uh yeah, Cocoa Beach Beach Narc. You'll you'll hear who that was. Uh, I, I, again, I don't know how we got from there to here, but I am also, for those who don't know, I am a lord. It is proper to call me Lord Josh yes, Wilson. Lord Wilson. Lord Wilson. I'm sorry. I'm holding my pinky as high up as you can imagine <laughs> right now. Uh, and and then we just we nerded out on some some Star Wars lore and and fan theories. Nerds uh, closing out the show. So it's 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 a lot of fun. It's very different than the regular show. Uh, they're, they're half hour to an hour is our longest one so far. Yeah, that sounds just under right. an hour. But we we just get to bring a oh it almost sounds bad a less focused. It's more freeform. So freeform, the, yes. the, the listeners that have heard us in the past, we've we've had two podcasts before. One of them was called Living Podcariously, and then we've also had this this show called The Twisted Ten. Living Podcariously was very off the rails. It was very um just it was it was more uh driven for fun and entertainment and just, you know, chilling and hopping on mics with friends and, and people. Sitting around, drinking whiskey, talking shit. Damn right. Uh, so that's kind of what the after show is. If you enjoy the Living Podcariously show, you're going to get a lot of that same content inside our after show. It just uh, it, it's more driven towards helping the studio. So what does that money go towards? So Patreon, of course, Patreon takes a little dip, and that's okay. That's what they're there for. But the money that comes out of our patrons, we've got two dollar, five dollar, and twenty dollar tier, I believe. Um, that money goes right back into the studio. So I personally want to upgrade all of our mics to the Shure SM7Bs. Now, Josh, those things are five hundred bucks <laughs> <They> a piece. <laughs> so guess what? That'll take a little bit of uh, a little bit of patronage out of our listeners. <laughs> so the money, just so you know, the money that that we make off of this goes into Ron and Josh manage all the money for the podcast. It goes into a an account just for us for the podcast to be able to use for things like that, like studio replacement for gear. So we just broke one of our mic stands in here. We got to get that replaced. That's 25 bucks comes out of that money that we get out of Patreon. So when you, when you pay into Patreon to get the bonus content from us, it's directly helping the show grow and, and succeed. Eventually that money will go into sponsorships where we'll, or advertisements where we'll advertise the show. There's, there's a whole bunch. There's a huge run. Maybe that could be an after show one time. I was talking about that. Now that bore the shit out of listeners. No, it absolutely. <laughs> Never mind. But you get it. You you understand what I'm trying to say here. The, the money that does go into Patreon does go back to the show, and we greatly appreciate all of the support that the listeners show for uh, for the show and, and the hosts. So for you guys who do go to our Patreon and you do decide to sign up, thank you, first and foremost. Um, I just want to lay out what our goals are with that. We have a few structured goals. We've got our first goal um, right now. This is a bit of a bootstrap podcast, as they all are. But right now, our first goal is to get all of our our hosting, our editing tools. We use some Adobe stuff, and that's all uh, on a monthly basis. So our first goal is to get uh, all of our recurring monthly costs covered. Once we have that, that enables us to then branch in a few different directions. So one, as you mentioned, we have the ability to do marketing. So that'll that'll be able give us an opportunity to grow the show in that avenue. Uh, we'll also be able to focus some of that into upgrading our hardware, better microphones, better mic stands. Just in general, a lot of the sound dampening and equipment here in the studio is stuff that has been handmade. It's worked great for years. It's served us very well, but we can get into more professional sound dampening, more professional acoustic control in the studio, which again, just only further 
builds upon the show. And then getting quality content down first is first. Content is king. Content is king. Absolutely. Getting uh, good quality down is second. Mm -hmm. But then from there, that gives us the ability to start doing contests and raffles and handouts and not handouts, uh, but it gives us the ability to throw that back to the listeners just through participation. We already we're in the process now in the background of standing up uh, a new merchandise line so we can get some some shirts and hats and some swag out to you guys. And that's got a little, some upfront costs that we're, you know, we're hoping to absorb through our patrons. So those are our short-term goals and our longer-term goals on how we're going to use it for now. Uh, and again, thank you very much for your financial support of the show. It's really, that's, it's what's going to enable us to grow beyond what the four of us can support as a side hobby and really turn this into something that can be big for all of us. So thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. On that note, enjoy this very first episode of the Twisted 10 After Show, completely free to our Twisted 10 listeners. Have fun. Wait a minute. What? What is that from the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's porn. Oh, I got a friend in that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do that. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, I thought, no, I have a guy oh, who does yeah. that all the time, but he... he yeah, is he just, in porn? Is he your, porn is he your actor of choice? <laughs> Are you fucking him when he does this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's a hell of a way... <laughs> hey, welcome to the after uh, show. That's a hell of a way to enter the after show. So we just got off of the recording of... Uh, I don't remember the number, but Ron's episode hosted, which was the top 10 theories, theories. Of, of the start of life on Earth. And we don't number the shows anymore. No, nah, not really. Well, I mean, they're numbered, but yeah, we don't, we don't, we aren't going on numbers anymore, but good fucking show, dude. Yeah, it was, very, it was fun. Very good show. Okay. Oh. I want to throw this out there first. Do it. Oh, wait, no, wait. Tack, you had, you wanted to throw something out there first. You asked for this. I, I did. Do it. Go for Are you it. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mike can wait. This okay. This may cause some discussion or not. I don't know. That's Mine might cause I discussion have, too. Okay. Well, I made this. I don't know if I asked any of you this before. I think I talked wrong. Anyway, I keep doing that. Anyway, here's the thing. So this is about evolution. Okay. All right. So my theory is I was thinking about this and going, huh, interesting. Do you guys think, or what are your thoughts on? Because we have equal opportunity in this world, meaning like, okay, think about animals, right? They have the strongest. Are we getting racist? Cut the mics. Cut the mics. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. So animals, right? The strong survive, right? Survival of the fittest. Sure. Okay. We have equal opportunity in the world, meaning like anybody is allowed to procreate. There's Mm -hmm. no like saying. I thought about what you're saying before. Right. So- we're not saying, you know, only athletic people can procreate and anybody overweight can't. We allow everybody yeah, to like, procreate. Or only people, like if you have an IQ of under 120, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to have children. Like that's not yeah. how we do it. Anybody can So procreate. are we stunting our evolution by doing that? Well, we don't seem to be because we seem to still be evolving, getting smarter, getting living longer. Um, but are we... I mean, it's, I've thought about this before, but yeah. the evidence doesn't support it, even though I see what you're saying. Uh, you, I mean, you've opened up, you've opened up Pan, you know you've opened up Pandora's box with that What question. we're not doing is trying to purposely engineer some super race. The Vikings did. Right. 
So right? survival of the fittest in its essence is going to put us back to a flight or fight mentality with just about everything you face for the most part. That's how, how we've evolved to get to where we are now if you mm. support the evolution theories. Part of that evolution was our brain and our intellect – Mm-hmm. And it changes the playing field of survival of the fittest now. It's no longer survival of the fittest as we move forward and we evolve. It's survival of the smartest. And you brought up the example in the comparison of – what was it? Um, uh, Talking about lions or something? No, 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 no. no. Oh. Um, equal opportunity. Yeah, equal opportunity. <laughs> right? yeah. So that's a direct result of the intellect of humanity purposefully allowing – the the continued procreation of the of the uh, species because of our brains, not because of our bronze or because of our statute. It's because right. that's the moral and obligatory thing that we should do because of how smart we are as a species. So our our next step in evolution, as far as I see it, in major evolutionary change that's going to affect the species, not like losing pinkies. All right, that doesn't change us as a species. All right, or or a, an appendage that we don't necessarily use anymore. Our pancreas isn't the pancreas what we're kind of losing evolutionarily? Yeah. All right. Gall so, or I thought the appendix. Maybe it is. Gall no, gallbladder is used. Appendix. What about the appendix? Whatever. One of those fucking. Oh yeah, no, we can not live the pancreas. Them. Yeah, it's yeah. the appendix. Yeah. Append. Yeah, it's the appendix. We need All right. The pancreas. So yeah. the appendix has been theorized to be what we needed when we would eat uh, raw meat to additionally break down those extra enzymes and bacteria and stuff that was in raw meat. Mm. So as a species, we haven't changed. We might lose that particular feature, but we have not evolved. Okay. Evolution based on Darwin's theories and many others is major changes through species and families. All right. So major, major changes. So instead of breathing uh, oxygen, we can breathe pure nitrogen or, Whatever other, you know, that's a major species genetic makeup change. That's a, that's Mm -hmm. a major alteration. I predict as from what I've read about human evolution, the next major step in human evolution is digital immortality. Throwing it back to Josh from oh my God. some we've conversations. Ta- we've talked. talked about this before. Yeah. I have some strong feelings. But on that's that. something that we would be doing, not something that happens. But it's for, it's evolution, though. It's yeah, it still evolution, course, right? But if yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't change the, the scope of what happens to us as a species. It doesn't doesn't change it. We we will evolve in that track into being completely inside computers, inside you know bits of data as opposed to flesh and bone in these shells of bodies that are super fragile. We could live forever mm-hmm. with our same consciousness, with our same memories, with our same experiences and intellect through hardware, maybe even biological hardware, but it's mm-hmm. through through some other means than what we've got now. I don't see us ever evolving as a species again. I don't I don't see it happening other than do, moving into a digital platform. Well, I mean, we always are. I mean, we are... <clears throat> There are other things like our medical is getting much better, so we're living longer. We have that. You're just prolonging the species. You're not evolving right. it. That doesn't evolve it. Okay. Um, Ron, do you have thoughts? Oh, I didn't mean to stop. I'm not no, stopping no, no. on your dick. I'm just <laughs> sharing. Yeah, I don't again, think you are at all. Again, all right. no, I'm just trying to. When get- we think about, okay, let's just take human evolution and what I know about it. You guys know it's a subject that I'm interested in. Human evolution, the reason we before were able to have so many different species of humans, human, you know, humanoid, homo species and uh, et cetera, et cetera, um, was Children. because there was, there was <laughs> separation from each other 
in so many different like parts of Africa and then parts of Europe, etc. For so long, like like hundreds some, of thousands of hundreds years. of thousands of years, mm-hmm. and that just doesn't happen anymore. There's there's just so much intermixing of everybody around mm-hmm. the world that there there really isn't a chance. If some humans could break off, you could break off enough humans and put them in one spot and not touch them for like three hundred thousand years. There is a chance. That if somebody goes and sees them in 300,000 years, they are literally to the point they were a different species that maybe they couldn't even procreate with us. Maybe they could. Let me ask you this. Maybe they couldn't. There's what if it's already That's the happened. only way. What if it's already happened? It's possible, I guess. I mean, maybe some place. The, the quote-unquote grays could be humans just evolved under a different- Grays? The gray aliens. Aliens. The, the big oh, head, yeah, dark eyes. I gotcha, I gotcha. Those could be humans that have evolved under a different set of circumstances because our intellect, even- 100,000 years ago, granted there's no evidence of it, but we could have been smart enough to create spaceships and ghost travel the the galaxy. Okay, and the yeah. greys could be us coming back going, God, we're glad we fucking left. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but because we really don't have that separation anymore, uh, that that's the reason why that's the reason why we kind of just ended up with this one, you know. Yeah, homo erectus. <laughs> homo uh, not we're not homo erectus. <laughs> no, I mean I, that's I am. But that's homo we, sapien. When we started coming together, that was homo erectus and then we yeah, homo, as yeah. a collective evolved to homo sapien. Erectus yeah. <laughs> barely even knew. <laughs> hey, just go back to what you were saying you weren't stomping my dick cuz I don't have a theory. I just have Oh, okay. a, a proposition. Dead. What's interesting? Get your, uh, what's interesting is the last human, last other human species we know that was alive, not us, was like only. I know this sounds only when I say it, but it is only considering the the time the Earth's been here. It was only like fourteen thousand years ago, mm-hmm. which isn't really that long on an evolutionary not. scale. Not even at all. that was. Yeah. It was Florenza, Homo, homo, homo Florenza. Florenza. Yeah, yeah. You oh, look at you, before. buddy. No, no, that's you from you. This stuff. <laughs> that's hundred percent from you. And it was like an I forget, like in the Indonesian <laughs> island or something that they found these. Like they were, they call him the Hobbit Man. Actually, that's true. That's like these little short, short yeah, yeah, these little tiny uh, short. Uh, short, 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 short. And then fifty thousand Neanderthals, <laughs> Neanderthals were fifty about fifty thousand years ago, and they did actually crossbreed with uh, Homo sapiens, like most people. That was recently unless, discovered, wasn't uh, yeah, it? Yeah, unless mm-hmm. you're of unless you're of true African descent, the, uh, many people who are of true African descent do not have Neanderthal DNA, but just about everybody else in the world does. Huh? Interesting. I'm I'm hesitant to submit my. Uh, twenty three and Me, or whatever the other one is. I'm hesitant to do it. Why? Because they've that? they've caved every subpoena the FBI has ever sent them. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly. a pretty good reason. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because not that I've ever committed a crime that the FBI would care about my DNA. However, they they give it up for free when you sign that waiver saying yes, you, you now have the rights to my DNA. You're now in a fucking giant database. Now odds are my. DNA is probably already in the database. However, it's in my database. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, that's funny. All right. So, this are we done more, on the evolution? This was way more thought provoking than mine was. <laughs> and you're not even done. I mean, there's a proposition to, that the tail end of this attack has alluded to. No, oh. no, no, no. That, that would that was it. Because he, he was saying, I don't want to stomp your dick. Because I don't have. Sound like he said, I don't want to stop your dick. Stomp your dick. Oh, stomp your dick. Gotcha. Sorry. Because <laughs> what he said, he goes, I didn't mean to stomp your dick. Yeah, I didn't want to come off as. No, not at all. Because I, I don't, don't want to be Cliff. I right? just have the question. I don't have an answer. I don't even have my own theory. It's something I've thought it's about, just too. Something, I really have. Yeah, like I feel like we're stunting our evolution. Super intelligence. Nick Bostrom, you need to in, read that. In some dystopian. It's good. 
in some dystopian form at some point in our life, somebody's going to think about that and actually act on it in society. How cool would that be? It'd be a very fascinating study. Like, just like you're saying, take a few people, stick at what? It sounds like the, no, uneth- no, it how- sounds like the unethical experiment. Yes, it sounds, yeah, it extremely, sounds yeah, I, I instantly rolled my eyes because it sounds horrible. Cambridge, I didn't need to roll my eyes, but it was Cambridge just my prison natural experiment. reaction. Hey. Was it the Cambridge prison? Who did the prison experiment? That was That's not the unethical. Stanford, I think? Stanford prison experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the unethical experiment in sociology is it has that title because there's no way ethically for us to understand humans as animals. And what I mean by that is uh, as isolated animals, taking a human from birth, isolating them, having them self-develop uh-huh. in total isolation. It's called the unethical experiment because, well, you have to remove one of our own, a human from the species you have to isolate them from the species and let them just live in observation like the truman show <laughs> um yes and no yes in the sense that he was isolated and on camera but no because he was had interactions yeah he had so complete isolation how do, how do we isolation. know that oh, somewhere shit. in some other country somebody hasn't or isn't already doing that though? it has happened it oh, happened it here in america oh shit yeah it happened um she made it she was not in total isolation. However, she was in they so the article about it again, it's awful. And even to recount it, it sounds terrible. Uh, but it was yeah. this little girl who was taken by her grandma very near birth. For whatever reasons, maybe the mother died or something. Some tragic coincidence, or maybe she was just an awful maybe she was an awful human being, but whatever. So she ends up with this infant that she puts in a room, and the only inter- interaction was through like Mike and speaker. She didn't hmm. interact with a person. She was like given food to like through a slot under the door. She was in. So this is like a true feral person. Yes. Yeah. This is a human who had There's lived a in a movie box. about that where the girl in the woods, the jungle book. No, no, <laughs> no. no the girl, that- Tarzan, <laughs> That's a May tag. I got to look it up. I got, <laughs> she, de- she developed her own language. Um, yeah. and the movie that portrayed her, uh, represented the language that she created when she was later found that because she was completely isolated in like the middle of this 14,000 square uh, acre forest. No, nobody knew that she, anybody was in there, but she was living there. Um, Emerald forest. What the that fuck was a movie from the eighties. Similar. This could so, be the weirdest Google search ever. What movie <laughs> had a woman isolated in the woods by herself? Well, for while years? you're looking real quickly, um, asking you guys. So as hey, awful. Hey, oh, sorry. That was time suck. <laughs> Sorry, it just launched. <laughs> Sorry. So as awful as like these experiments that we can come up with, like, but how important are those kinds of experience? experiments to like find out for the human race? You know what I mean? As awful as they are, do you think so that maybe you should do stuff like that? Maybe let me reword your question yeah. and make sure you're on Please board with do. it. Should we not ask maybe are they important for humanity to know? And maybe instead, because I feel would I would feel better answering it in this way, mm-hmm. that the answers to these questions could provide value to humanity. Yes, um, and I know it's kind of a nuanced thing, but I don't think anything is so important that we throw a human in a box for twelve years to see what happens to them. Right. However, what ended up not to throw back to what I was talking about, but that little girl, as soon as it came out, it was some kind of like the old lady was senile and walked into child services instead of social security. And they got mixed up and they found out she had like a girl in her house. They did a wellness check and they found the girl, whatever. But then there was the really weird fallout 
where then sociologists now had a living candidate who mm -hmm. had gone through the unethical experiment. Um, again, this poor girl, but uh, we got to see, I think there was, there was value in that tragedy because we were able to really see what's how society can shape and mold a human versus no society. So, so it would how be, old is, right, is so that girl still alive now? I don't know how long um, ago this was. This was so as I so it it came up in a list that I did a while back. I just I forget why I was talking. Maybe it wasn't a list. Maybe it was on the other show. I, I whenever it was, I've talked about it before, but it was recent, like nineties near the like post two thousand, early two thousand, something like that. It was recent though. I mean, I guess the nineties were over twenty years ago. But. The name of the movie, by the way, is Nell. Jodie Foster. Oh, oh yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, okay. I never saw it, but I, I remember that. So is she still alive? Jodie Foster? I, I, no, no. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never okay, followed up. So we don't know what's going on with her now. So, okay. To kind of answer your question, yeah. my, my first thought, and this is my brain always thinks extreme examples, so excuse me for a bad example. Mm. You said, well, should we be doing this from the knowledge no, no, we no. would gain? Not should. Well, or, you know, I guess kind of. Yeah, kind of. So then my thought is, there's a, not, a lot of nuclear weapons, so we should probably go nuke somewhere so we can gain some knowledge about what happens you know how far does it spread who's gonna die how many people survive how did those people survive maybe it'll help others survive yeah we would gain a ton of knowledge from all that but ethically we shouldn't do it so in my mind yes we would gain knowledge from doing experiments like that mm -hmm. absolutely to help advance our society <laughs> but yeah, it's, i mean but it, uh, it's so unethical uh, we just those are just some things we ain't ever gonna know i am i'm going to and I, I might regret this as soon as I bring it up. However, if we were to throw back to the awful, awful travesty that was World War II and the Nazis, they did horrible tons shit. Tons of awful human experimentations. I mean, at one point, I don't even know if we've ever talked about this on mic, but they there's a video and it's horrendous, but they air quotes successfully did a head transplant for a chimpanzee. Yeah. Um, I saw the one of the dog. That was brutal. I yeah. Eat. So it, it like mm. it was successful in the sense that like they reattached it and it came to and it woke up and it was able to scream, which yeah. which again is all it's a video of this chimpanzee in panic and pain and terror and screaming, but function. But that means the lungs and the diaphragm were all working, the vocal assembly was all working. Like they successfully did it. So you, is that a head transplant or a body transplant? Well, it, was, <laughs> that's not, it sounds like a joke, it was, but it's it a real a, question. It was a head transplant, two bodies. They euthanized a chimpanzee, severed its head, mm -hmm. prepped this other one. It probably happened more in tandem than that, but prepped this other one and took its head off of one body, put it onto mm -hmm. a second body. They did a lot of unethical shit, obviously, back in the Nazi days. I mean, I swear to God, some of these ideas, I think they just thought of at a bar. And like, I wonder what would happen now this is going to get serious because they actually did this. Wonder what would happen if we tied a woman's legs together while she was giving birth. Like this is kind of bullshit that they actually tried and to see and, yeah, both and did That's, it. There's no and <laughs> see what happens. And oh, fucking spoiler alert: not good things. <clears throat> I can't believe there's a conspiracy theory that the concentration camps never existed. People, that's that's an amazing they, thing to me. Those people suck. I wish they had like video to show it or something. In fact, oh, in yeah. Germany, <laughs> it is a crime to deny. World War Two, you can go to prison for publicly denying that that World War Two happened. That World War Two happened, or that the Holocaust happened. I mean, I, yes. 
Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Man, that, they, that was their uh, history. Yeah, yeah. That was their thing, was the Holocaust in World War II that we wanted When are we going to make it so. a crime to deny climate change? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. When it's well, profitable. Let's not go down that sorry. road. <laughs> no politics in here, Ron. It's not politics. That's politics. I know your angle, buddy. That's not politics. I know your angle. All right, so did we uh, did we cover the evolution thing? Yes, you to we can move forward. Sorry, Mr. Wilson. Okay, okay. so um, I don't know how I'm going to follow that up, but... Oh, this is going to tell a lot about me as a person. So that <laughs> great, deep, thought-provoking conversation will follow that up with, your list reminded me of a childhood cartoon, Cow and Chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, chicken. Yeah. There was an episode where Chicken wanted and needed a quarter, but they only had two dimes and a nickel, and it was a problem for Chicken. Um, and then some things happened, which I don't really remember, but then there was time travel, and he ended up back they ended up back at the primordial soup and they were just on this big empty <laughs> nice. field that's just dry and dead. And then there's just this little two foot across bubbling vat of just green primordial goo. And for whatever reason, he flicks his dime, I believe it was into the primordial soup. And then they flash forward through time and everybody has dime heads. <laughs> so that's number eleven. So there you go. There you go. So I don't know where I heard this, but there's a there's a uh, a theory about time travel. And God, where did I just hear this? Just say time suck. <laughs> we know you want to. It might, I don't think it's time suck. But no, it's about the, uh, it, it's a cool. It's a really interesting uh, story about the guy that wanted to meet Beethoven so bad. He went back to meet. He studied. That all was of his me. Work. Was it's it Doctor, you? That's Doctor Who. It is Doctor that's Who. That's a Doctor yes. Who thing. <laughs> was that last week? Um, uh, it might have. It wasn't on. Fuck on the my show. memory. I don't think. It's um causal loop. It's the causal loop time theory. Yeah, that's fascinating. I thought about that fucking like a hundred times. I sure, since wish you told we it knew to me. about it. Ron. Okay. Yeah, expand it. Yeah, okay. do it. <laughs> okay, so this was um, it happened. I want to say it was like season eight or something. It was Peter Capaldi era, but so we're talking the sixties here. No, 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 no. This is no. this recent. is recent. Look, recent. Oh, last, like, this is like seven years ago. Seven years ago, yeah. Okay. But he's the most recent doctor. He's Doctor Twelve or Thirteen. Whatever. I forget. Anyways, but he does um they they do every once in a while um two part episodes. And each episode's about an hour long, forty five minutes to an hour. So they do these two parts and they usually tell you in advance, like you're going into a two part and you get a whole big to be continued thing. But he has this particular one, they had to preface the the two episode story, uh, explaining the concept of causal loops, and he talks about it. It's a big thing about his character that he likes to play music, and he's really into music. Well, he he tells a story from his life, air quotes, and as as a doctor, where he has all of the sheet music, he has all of Beethoven's sheet music, and he wants to meet him. Well, he's a fucking time traveler, so he goes to meet him. Well. He goes back to the right era, and I, I forget the time period, but he goes back, and he's trying to find Beethoven. He can't find him. He, nobody has heard of him, uh, so maybe he thought uh, that he was, you know, a, a, a master artist after his time, so he whatever, he goes back and tries to find him. He couldn't find him. Nobody knew who Beethoven was. He could, not, he could find mm. no record of Beethoven existing, but he couldn't imagine a world without Beethoven, so he left the sheet music in the correct time period. So the question is, and created I, Beethoven. So this is like a paradox almost. It, it's a yeah. time travel paradox. It is a paradox <clears throat> by, by definition. Yeah. So the story is fascinating. So the question is, who is Beethoven? Mm. Is the doctor the Beethoven because he left the sheets 
for himself. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a wild one. Yeah, time travel paradoxes are pretty neat. That's I love cool. them. Yeah, those are awesome. All right. So was your you were wrapped up on yours, right? I got more. I can keep going. No, well, no. <laughs> I I teased something during the show, and I think you guys would appreciate this. So my uh, my son is sixteen, and he's developing for his career now into Adobe Photoshop and doing all these really cool things that he's working on. But he's still a 16-year-old kid, and he's still, during this COVID pandemic, he still wants to go hang out with his friends and go do things. And my only rules have been that if it's the, a couple of friends, that's fine. Use your best judgment. Wear your masks. You know, keep social distancing. Just be be respectful because we have a three-month-old here at the house, and I don't want to have that stuff coming back to, to hurt her little immune system. <clears throat> so he he got permission to go down to Cocoa Beach to hang out. At the beach. And I asked him, I said, I'm like, all right, who are you going with? He's like, oh, he named it two of his buddies. It's like, okay, all right. I said, take your mask and just, you know, be, you know, be as limited on the beach as you can with exposure to other people. If you want to throw the football, kick soccer ball, play volleyball, whatever you want to do, do it. So, so, so I call him a couple of times sometimes when he goes out and stays out for five or six hours because I was just, I'm touching base. I'm being dad. So, I get a uh, a message from Tack when Tack has recently had come back down here and uh, hadn't quite made it to the show yet, but he was getting himself settled, finding his jobs, landing his job, doing his stuff, getting his getting his whole life put together. And Tack sends me a message. He's like, "Hey, I just saw Josh. It's my son." Mm-hmm. Like, what? Where? He's like, I'm at the where are the pier? I'm like, oh, the Cocoa Beach Pier. Well, Josh wasn't supposed to go there. He wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be at the pier. Damn. I you said he gave him permission to go to the beach. Of all the gin joints in all the world. <laughs> I gave him permission to go there. But here's the funny part. Yeah, I, okay, fine. I had a little conversation with Josh about you know keeping distance. And I think this was like a Thursday. It wasn't even a really busy like Saturday or Sunday. It wasn't a weekend at the pier. All right. And uh, so I'm like, let me, let, me, let me test my son's honesty. Let's, so I, I messaged Jack. I'm like, who was he with? And and Tack's like, I don't know, some hot blonde chick. <laughs> well, I was like, some dude and some blonde chick. Oh, well, was Josh honest? Uh, when I called him out on it, he got home. He comes into the house. I'm like, hey, so uh, Tack said uh, Tack said you were with uh, some girl. He's like, I knew he was gonna rat me out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Taxonark. <laughs> but well, I got a couple questions. Like, so what's the difference between him allowed to go to the beach? And then him being at the pier. Sure. The pier is um, more densely populated than any beach in Brevard County. So oh, that's the that's the only hang up I have oh. with the pier. He only went on the pier just to use the bathroom, I think. I, I'm not it, really but. I'm not really upset. I know Josh is gonna my son Josh is gonna be respect I mean you too, Josh, but he's gonna be respectful of the rules. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna not, you know, uh No, he was gonna put was, himself in a he situation. He wouldn't do anything stupid or anything, you know. Every once in a while, I look over, I see him just throwing the football around like the boys. <laughs> throwing the yeah. football he's around like kid. the boys. <laughs> he, he's really an awesome kid. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, sure. very lucky to have him. He's very respectful. He's yeah. way better than I was to my father when I was his age. So <laughs> Ooh, for real. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I saw him, I was like, hey, I know this guy. And he was like, hey, what's up? And, you know, and that yeah. was about it. And a quick little conversation. And then that was it. Oh, fucker. He's six foot two now. <laughs> a little. A little. That's fine. Yeah. So I got a, a a really cool Father's Day gift this year. I'm not I'm not super big on on scheduled gifts. By the way, let me throw that out there. I think that and I and it's not that I don't appreciate it, but if you show up at my house and I if you're somebody I see regularly, that's there's a caveat. You know, there's not being an asshole, but 
if you show up at my house and it's like my birthday and you're like, hey, it's your birthday. I got you something. And I don't want to sound unappreciative because I appreciate anybody who gets me a gift, but it's you got you bought me a gift because uh, arbitrary I, obligation. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's imposed upon you. And I and I don't like that. If someone shows up at my house with a six pack of beer on a Tuesday for no reason. Wonderful. That that means so much more to me because you were just thinking about me. Um, so my wife, knowing this for Father's Day, she bought me something I had mentioned sometime in the middle of last year. Um, did you, did you guys know that I am one hundred percent for real a lord? What's that now? He's I, lord. You, I'm a lord. A lord. Joshua I'm Wilson. as in like you have like have a like a history in relation to like English. That doesn't define a nope. lord. Nope. So there's there's different types of lords. Isn't there like a rich English? Pr- <laughs> so you got some money. <laughs> I I wish I wish I had enough money to be given a. Uh, the term is peerage, actually. I learned a lot about Ew, lord gross. titles. that sounds yeah. nasty. <laughs> so if you have peerage as a lord, that means that you are, like, present, you are in the House of Lords, taking part in government, you're a, you are an actual, like, title-bearing lord. Uh, then there's another, there's a, um, there's a sirehood, I believe. That's, you know, the knighted, you get knighted, you become a knight. That also gives you its official title. Or the title, the other title at the very bottom of the chain of how you could possibly hold the the title of Lord is you are Lord of the Manor and that you have a plot of land dedicated to you. So what Margaret bought me was uh, a, it's a two pack, a Lord and Lady. The rapper? Two pack. <laughs> two pack the rapper. Nice. Uh, a, a Lord and Lady title. So we are Lord and Lady Wilson. And there's actually, uh, there's a plot of land in, uh, in Northern England that it's a five square foot area that has been dedicated. <laughs> You're not used to that. Either. There's a five <laughs> square foot area that has been dedicated in our names. Uh, so I am Lord Wilson. Do you know what that really changes for him though, don't you? Now on any application he ever fills out on the internet, when it drops down that section where it says Mister, yeah. Mrs., but insert Lord, that's what he. Has you know to do what now. you joke? I a have, lot of them. Have I it. have looked for it and I have not seen it a single time. That's interesting. That should. I wonder be if you in would there. see it like in England. <laughs> Maybe. As an option. Go so, apply for a British. UK apply job. for a British that's job funny. just to see if you can pick Lord. That's gonna lower my odds. Fucking American. Like, <laughs> and I say that like so. We have um we have a, an intern on our team and she's wonderful and she's from Scotland. And good day, mate. <laughs> oh my lord! So uh-huh. <laughs> give us some French, some French Scottish. <laughs> oh, sacre bleu, mate. <laughs> so I, so I was gonna tell her about it because I said this. I said you're either gonna think this is absolutely hilarious or you're gonna be offended by this, and I don't know where this is gonna land, but bear with me. And I told her about that. And she said, I think it's absolutely hilarious. And I said, that's really great. She said, you know how silly it is if you ever go over there and say that to anybody, right? I said, absolutely. I even felt a little bit funny telling you about it. And you don't even care. <laughs> it's a weird, it's like, it's a really hmm. cool gift. And uh, I mean, by the time this comes out, those of you who are in D- Discord, like in the very early days, I actually have my name set up as Lord Josh because I, I thought it was that's so That's why it says Lord Josh. Yes, exactly. I so didn't know where the hell that was coming yeah, from. Yeah, I, I actually, I changed it because I realized that the only people who knew that story at this point were in this room. So there, it did. It was just kind of pretentious. I can apply to claim the Lord <laughs> title for my, for my heritage. It's pretty neat. 
I could apply for it. Not, I probably wouldn't get it because I have no land or any kind of affiliation with England at all. However, I am a direct descendant of Lord Byron Nelson, who was some big, huge dignitary back in the 1200s or something. Never mind. There we go. Oh, slug bell? Nice. Uh, I can apply to be a lord, but I, I don't think I would actually get qualified. You know, like... <laughs> They're going to tell me, go buy your five square foot of land. <laughs> you know, like when you get ordained online, like I also get ordained online as well. And you I just got my three-year bring- membership, or my three-year anniversary email for that. It's like, congratulations, Pastor Adam. You know, three <laughs> my years. shit was like fucking 10, 15 years ago. Um, no, actually longer than that. I think mm-hmm. I did in 2000. <laughs> um, anyway, but like another option you can pick instead of like ordained minister, you can also pick Jedi. <laughs> you can pick all kinds of really? official oh. titles. And I was so tempted. I was like, no, I'll just bring it. But minister is what I Your Metachlorian count wasn't high enough? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. You like it. You it's like a that. prequel thing. I'm going to follow that. <laughs> That's not in the Jedi temple. It's not real lore. That's right. It's not in the Jedi handbook. They don't talk about Metaclorians at all. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. <laughs> Our friend Kat say has, it, has, like, has that memorized. I'm going to say it. Uh, it's impressive. George Lucas leaving Star Wars. Best thing he could have done. Sorry. <laughs> you think it's getting better now? Well, no. I, I joke about the George Lucas thing, but it, what's kind of interesting, now we're going on a different topic here. Interesting is that ever since Disney owns the rights to Star Wars, I don't know if anybody's noticed. There was never any cussing in any Star Wars movie until Disney got a hold of it. Except there was in the first one, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi did say damn, but that was it. But since Disney has had Star Wars, you hear now bastard, you hear ass, you hear, um, I think Chewbacca said fuck once. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think that's what he said. It's close. Yeah. It's close. But yeah. A little more. In the, in the <laughs> you know, I I think Disney has done a really great job of the franchise. I like the new Star Wars. I, I think yeah, it's fantastic. Good. I haven't even watched the Mandalorian yet. I hear that's really yeah, good. Yeah, I'm still wait- I haven't seen it yet. Either. Mandalorian. Damn. Um I've heard nothing but great things about it. I haven't watched it either. Um mostly because awesome. I just don't have time right now. I, I'm not making time Amazing. right now. I'd rather like play games and stuff. But there's one thing I have one major overarching gripe for the new the new direction of the show, and it's the fact that if you watch, like if you watch the original trilogy, four, five, and six, as it were, the mm-hmm. the the line between good and evil is very defined. Oh yeah, definitive. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Darth Vader is the darkness. He is the bad guy. He is the strongest negative force in the universe. Mm-hmm. And then you have the antithesis antithesis to that: his son, who's Literally wearing like white. The opposite, yeah, he's in white. Like, he is the force of good, you know, the balance of the force thing. There's a whole, there's a reason for it. But now, like, you have the main character of the modern trilogy. You've got Ray, who's carrying the yellow lightsaber. That's indicative of, there's, I don't know if you guys know this, there are different types of Jedi. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they brought out a yellow lightsaber is now showing that she's like a, a scout. What are they called? But they'd be like her. I, whole, I've heard this too. I can't remember. Either. Yeah, and it, it's something that only presents itself or presented itself in books. But there's they use yellow lightsabers. They're really known for their their adoption of technology. So she is a Jedi huh. in all proper sense, but she's very I don't want to say dependent on technology, but her style and, and like her whole thing revolves around. She's it. like a Mennonite. <laughs> <laughs> she wears overalls. Oh, that's funny. Mennonites in Colombia wore overalls. Oh, gotcha. Okay. They, the men did. 
But she's like, you know, you have this whole thing with her and um, Kylo where they've like, kind like they towed this line, and there's a whole other concept of gray Jedi, their their own order, and this whole thing in the gray the Jedi. Lore. Yeah, there's gray Jedi as well that are. I think it's book stuff. I think yeah. it, it is. It's never anything that's come up in the movies. I, I want to see. So that's like I want to see can, the ET canon. It is, is it? canon. Yeah, okay. it wasn't anything that was wiped when Disney took over, but they're now they're the story has built in that direction to allow for like the other orders of just fringe Jedi that were good people or good characters and good forces, but they didn't want to fall under the council. So they were like this gray, like they didn't fall to, they, they didn't, they didn't feel that they needed to be in the structure of the Jedi order and council to do what they needed to do. They are the chaotic good characters of the star Wars universe. Huh. But so they are Christians who don't go to church. Mennonites, right? I want to see <laughs> ET become. What Jedi. are Mennonites? I don't that's even what I want to see. ET, ET become Jedi. Jedi. He, he wasn't a Jedi, but he in was the movie in, ET, he, he wasn't was in, identified as Jedi. He was in one of the uh, Star Wars. He was Wars in the movies. Council. Yeah, yeah, he, he was. was like, he was in the yeah. part well, of the, the council. council. He was in the Senate, the Republic. Senate, yeah, yeah. 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 I want to see a fucking ET wielding a lightsaber with his force powers. Well, you see him use force powers in ET, so. Yeah. yeah, but it was never identified as force. No, of course not. Uh, whatever. All right, so that's that's our first uh, that's our first after show, gentlemen. What do you guys What do you guys think? Is it fun? Should we continue doing this? It's quite a hodgepodge, uh, cornucopia, oh, yeah. and potpourri show. That I've Ron heard. said it best. You what would you say the catchphrase <laughs> say for it, our, come? Say it again. Come for the content and stay for the hosts. Yes, that is the fucking best catchphrase for this after show. Come for the come. food, stay for the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it are Applebee's? You, are you uh, Fridays or CJ Fridays? Tuesdays? Isn't it the same thing? It's all the same thing. <laughs> well, it's it's all the same Tuesdays. food. Hey, what's the name of that <laughs> restaurant with all the shit up on the walls? <laughs> uh, but if you're interested in sponsoring the Twisted Cracker 10, Barrel, <laughs> let us know. All right. Uh, you guys ready to get out of here? Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Fact, for, we need some for real we need this some, time. We need yeah, we need some music to for uh, for the after show. Can you hook us up with some of your your uh, tack, tack attempts? I want you to do more of those, by the way. <laughs> I am oh, doing more. Pop. I got plenty more. Are you gonna do mine? Fortunate son? Which one? I don't know the song well enough, but I'm not saying I'm not going right. to. But I think your voice would be really cool. I've listened cool. to it, and it's kind of funny because, sorry, um, everybody who like suggested songs, every every song people suggested always have like a raspy singer, and I'm like, okay, I sing a little raspiness on this song, but well, you literally scream into the mic on some of your other types of music, so yeah, your true, voice is raspy. <laughs> what do you? What image are you trying to portray? <laughs> I'm just doing a mixture. It's like everything. So I yeah, mean, right I think, now I'm even listening to the Ed Ned Sheeran song that I'm thinking about. Doing, uh, so. Damn, that's a tough voice. Yeah. Um, I think you've got a good John Cougar Mellencamp type voice. You can hit that pretty well. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I got you. No, or, I hear you. Um, who's the guy that sings the 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 intro or not the intro, but the the soundtrack to uh, Wonder Years? Yeah, Wonder Years. Who's that? That is um, what would what you do? Would you, do? Yeah, you do it way better than I do. Yes, Corker um, or Cocker, Cocker, Joe, Joe, Joe Cocker. Cocker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you could do that too. I think that would be a good one for you to try. It's interesting. All yeah, right. try I'd your, probably do try that your best first. Cocker. <laughs> <laughs> on that, on that, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Ten After Show. Uh, we don't have to tell everybody and who we are. Thank you. Hopefully, they pay for it. Thank you for. You know, supporting yeah, the show. Thank you for appreciate being a patron. that. Yeah, this for is sure. For the patrons, so appreciate that, guys. You guys get a special uh, tag and uh, role inside Discord server because you are paying for the Patreon services. Yeah, thanks so, for joining uh, the Twisted Council. Hell yeah, you get to influence 
future shows. You get to um, maybe pick a top. I don't know. We'll come up with some additional features that you guys are going to have in the future uh, from when we're recording this show. By the time this is out, you might already have it out there. Hey, are you still sending a dick pic to all them patrons? Um, That's at the $20 no, a month level. I, oh. I can't. <laughs> I can't because uh, Google limits to 25 megs per email, and it's just <laughs> so much bigger than that. Oh, my God. That, uh, I can send like 40 of them. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get out of here. It was nice uh, nice having you back in Studio Attack, and uh, it was Thanks, fun recording buddy. our first after show. That's fun. Cool. See you guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.